following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the world. We've been waiting for you. What's right with you? How do you find out? How can you improve your finances, health, relationships, business, and more? Welcome to the Access Consciousness Radio Show. We'll help you find that awareness with tools that actually work. Now, here are your hosts, the founders of Access Consciousness, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane Here. Welcome to Hi, everybody. It's Gary. And today I have Stephen Chutissa Bowman from Australia, who got up the crack of freaking dawn to be here. And... Uh, the deal is this, okay? You know, Dr. Dane is in Hong Kong, and it's 13 hours away, so it's two o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning there. He didn't want to get up. I don't know what his problem is, but apparently he doesn't like any of you near as much as I do. No, I'm kidding. Okay. So, welcome, Stephen Jutissa. How are you? Good. Thank you, Gary. Good morning, Gary. Well, I noticed that we fouled up and we didn't create a title today, so we created a title for you all. The title of this program is Benevolent Capitalism, Create, you know, Investing for the Future. <coughs> and so, this is part of this is, is, is our blog about benevolent capitalism still available? Can people get that? Yes, they can. Benevolentcapitalism.com. So, if they have a look on that, they'll find all sorts of videos and blogs and uh, examples from around the world of people that are uh, starting to move along the path of benevolent capitalism. And it's also feature our four days conference or workshop that we're going to have in Melbourne, Australia in September. So if they can go, if they go on that website, they could get all the information, the sample videos of what it is about benevolent capitalism. So that'll be four days of dealing with some of the top leaders and some of the top uh, people that are actually willing to change the world in various different ways, including business. Very cool. I'm really happy about that particular thing because from my perspective, it's like the one thing I noticed is, you know, it's like I look at this weird world from how people, you know, keep abusing it and using it and it's like I know that if we don't change the way we do things here, it's like we're not going to have a viable planet in a very short period of time. We're going to have something that's going to be dying, not something that's going to be thriving and creating. And that is one of the targets we have in Access is to have a sustainable world. And I know you guys have been doing all kinds of strange and wonderful things in your lives. And I remember a few years ago, Chutessa, when, you know, I think what we did is we talked about you becoming the CFO of your family, chief financial officer. Yes, and and that totally changed our life and our financial situation. It um, allowed me to look at investing and investments from totally different place, from beyond this reality, really. Cool. 
That's great. And I know one of the things that you and I talked about, and Steve, you know, the three of us talked about the idea of investment as short term, long term, and medium term. And, you know, and, and looking at things from the point of view of, okay, so what's the, you know, is this a short term investment, a long term investment, or a medium term investment? And how did you see that in your perspective? Um, in terms of uh, investment, that we, we're not actually the only one who are uh, involved in uh, putting money into investing in things. So uh, we, for me, I have to expand my awareness to actually see what other people are actually doing and what reaction and uh, different possibility that they might be choosing to invest in. So from that information, I'll be able to make a choice whether this investment is going to be short term, medium term or long term, because a lot of time it's to do with people reactions, whether the investment is going to be good or whether it's going to dive. So, so that's the aspect of when I had a conversation with you about uh, short term, medium term or long term, uh, in, in this 10 seconds, it's really difficult to keep everything long, 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 long term without actually losing a lot of money because of other people's reaction. Yeah, and it's like that's the one thing I noticed is, you know, it's like in the past I invested because other people recommended stock to me. And it's like, and then I would lose money in it because I hadn't checked it out to see whether it was a short-term, a long-term, or a medium-term investment. And the end result was this place where I would get myself into something that, A, I didn't believe in, like I got somebody who talked me into investing in the chemical stocks and it's like that didn't turn out good. Then I got somebody that got me to invest in, you know, guns and stuff because that was such a sure thing and it's like, and that didn't work. You know, it's like, but those are things that I don't actually believe in, so why would I invest in something that I don't believe in? So it's always interesting to me when I see, you know, people doing this stuff. It's sort of crazy. And, yes. You and I had a conversation the other days about uh, one of the stock that we were looking at. And I was talking to you about that company uh, going to create uh, and maximize uh, possibility for uh, the world and the planet. However, it is such a long-term vision that before it can actually fulfill that um, possibilities. And most people, like most investors, tend to be looking at the short-term money-making scheme. So then not many people actually being in the question about looking to invest in that company that might deliver uh, a lot of money and also create a better world. Uh, in five or ten years' time. And as an investor, as you and I looking in, to invest in that company, it is very challenging to, you know, to, to sit there and say, okay, shall we put the money in it now? Because we know that it's going to create a greater possibility in the world. But at the same time, in the short term, we could be just putting in a lot of money and not going to see anything back. Uh, for at least five or ten years, what choices do we have? What what would we cho- choose to do to be a contribution to give them money to do something, or 
uh, should we just sit and wait for the, the, the stock market to, to move up, for other people to see possibilities? I wonder what you know, uh, what you perceive about that, that if you see the company that actually going to create a greater possibility in the future, but you know that in the short term, no one going to invest in it because they can't see the possibility. Should we actually contribute and invest in it anyway? Well, one thing that I, I started looking at is isn't doing this. It's like I went, okay, so it's like I've you know, it's like I gotta look at it from the point of view of okay, I, I could take the point of view I'm over seventy and therefore everything has to be short term. I can take the point of view that okay, so what's gonna happen? Yeah, am I really gonna only live, you know, ten years or something? Or should I take the long term? I want the planet to live too. So it's like for me, I went to I want the planet to live too. So something that is actually creating a possibility in the world to me is a gift. It's something that you need to look at. And I am willing to put like, you know, I'm willing to put at least 5% of my net worth in something that's long term. You know, it's like, okay, this is going to be a long term. And I think this one, this one could be something that would take off all of a sudden it could be something that would, you know, would go quickly, or it could be something that could take a long, long time. And I, I noticed, I mean, the one thing for me is this was a company that's, that's working with uh, a different kind of way of creating energy. It's an energy company, and of course the energy companies don't like energy, new energy company sources coming in. But the one thing that you found about them is that they were $3 billion in debt. Well, yes. Once somebody's $3 billion in debt, nobody wants them to fail. Mm. Why? Because they lose all their money. So it's like when you get somebody who's willing to invest that kind of money in, you know, in loans, there has to be something there that they figure will work. Which I think is very interesting because it's not the way you kind of think about it. And I remember years ago in the, in the 50s, I had uh, a boss who was talking about he knew this guy who was a car dealer. And there was a downturn in the economy and everybody was, you know, going, oh, car dealers are going under and blah, 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 blah. I said, so how come this car dealer is not going to go under? He said, because the companies have already loaned him so much money, they have to loan him more in order to make sure that they don't lose all their money. I went, wow, that's interesting that companies will invest in other companies and that, you know, that a bank or something will loan some money. Well, they have to keep loaning money in order to make sure that they don't lose all their money, which I thought was a strange concept, but it makes sense when you think about the way money works. So is that, another, is that another example of making this reality work for you? So being aware of what's happening out there, but also making it work rather than going into judgment. Oh, $3 billion in debt is in debt and that's so much. It's a, you know, and so therefore I don't want to invest in something that's in debt. Yeah, exactly. And the thing I saw about this technology, you know, we live in Texas. They have hurricanes here. So one of the things in order to deal with hurricanes is that you, some, you, you, know, you can spend anywhere from forty dollars to $80,000 on a generator. So when the electricity goes out, you have some way of generating electricity. But I looked at this technology and I went, wow, they have this thing that's going to be available. It's going to be $13,000 paid off over 10 years. 
And that's way cheaper than $80,000 for a generator in case I need it. And the $13,000 thing might actually generate some, you know, some uh, electricity for me in the meantime, too. I thought, wow, this may be a really good, this could be a great thing for people that are in areas where hurricanes and that kind of stuff occur because, you know, when the electricity goes out, you're just, you don't have anything going on. You know, the electricity is gone. It could be days before you get electricity back. Uh, you want to be able to function. And it has potential to create revenue stream of income for you as well, particularly yeah. if you can make a lot of electricity from your system, then you can feed that back into the grid, which means you actually provide electricity for other people and you become a, a power source that, uh, you know, for power plants for other people as well, which means you're making money. Th- these are wonderful uh possibility that you and I have been talking about. And when I look into the universe of other investors, people are not seeing it that way. People are not uh, really perceiving the possibility of all these things because they are just so focused on what money can I make now in the short term in investment. So what needs to change for people to see uh, investing for the future from the space that we are talking about? Well, from my perspective personally, it's like I look at it, it's like, wait a minute. It's like if I, you know, it's like if, you know, it's like just... As an example, okay, so let's say that there was a hurricane here in Houston, okay, and I lost electricity for four or five days because that did happen here a few years ago, and it was bizarre because people's, you know, their, their security systems went out, people who lived in the wealthy section of town were being robbed, and all kinds of terrible things were occurring. It's like it puts you at the effect when you're not prepared for the future. And it's like, you know, it's like what would it be like if we no longer had this position of being at the effect of anything and everything became possible? And that's, that's the way I look at it. What becomes possible if you're not putting yourself in a position where you don't have choice? And when you have these short-term investments, you have some choices in the short term, but you should have long-term investment. You should have short-term investment. You should have medium-term investment because it's not just about you. It's about you and the future. And if we don't start planning for the future, when we get to the future, we won't have anything. And that's so an, an interesting conversation maybe to have after the break in a couple of minutes is, is there such a thing as a short-term future, medium-term future, long-term future? And what is this future that we're talking about? What do we mean by future? What do we mean by future? What, you know, what constitutes a future? What constitutes, you know, what, why would you create for the future? And I actually have a story that I've told many times that I will share when we come back from our break uh, you know, that, that is sort of demonstrative of how the, the difference in the way people think. And it's just pretty amazing to me because people do not plan for their future they wait for it to happen to them. And I remember you saying many, many times, Gary, that every choice, every choice you make creates a future. Yeah. And so, therefore, if you want to change your future, <laughs> keep making choices. And if you want to change it again, change your choice. 
If you want to change it, then change it again. Yeah, and the thing is that no choice is forever. Each choice is for right now. And we actually are very close to the point where we're going to have to make the choice to go to a break or not. But we have to go to a break because I'm sure we have some nice, you know, access things to advertise, I'm sure. So at any rate, we're going to go to break now. Thank you for joining us on Voice America Access Consciousness. We'll be back shortly with Steve and Chutissa and Gary, and we'll see what else we can talk to you about and bore you to death about. Anyway, thanks for joining us. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Hi, everybody. This is Gary Douglas. I'd like to invite you to the fun and joy of having a download of these wonderful clearings that we do in these shows. I realized that I've asked people to put them on loop, and not very many people know how. So we decided that we'd offer you the chance to have us doing it for you and in our voice to make your life easier. Thanks for being with us, and thanks for being part of our life. To sign up for the Pearls of Possibilities Clearings Program for only $5 a month, visit whenisthetime.com. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Access Consciousness. To join in on the discussion today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to va at accessconsciousness.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome to Hi, everybody. It's Gary, and my guests today are Stephen Chutiza Bowman, and we're talking about, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, we're talking about uh, benevolent capitalism and investing for the future. So before we went to, to break, we were talking about something. I lost it. We're talking about future and what does future actually mean, and most people think the future is a, is a set thing. Yes, and the thing is, that it's like any fixed point of view you take, it creates the limitation of what you can receive and what you can have and what you can create and what you can generate. Way different than what most people think it is. Exactly. Well, it was um, just yesterday I was uh, providing a keynote presentation to a large conference for all the CEOs and directors of the health services in Australia and New Zealand. And I was talking about fixed point of view as being the, um, 
the, 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 the shut door on innovation. If you've got a fixed point of view, you cannot see anything else that doesn't meet that fixed point of view, which, which is really the antithesis of innovation. And one of the things I did say to the, the, the crowd was, and, and how do you know if you've got a fixed point of view? Because it's easy to see when someone else does, but how do you know when you've got one? Because we all have them. And I said, the thing that helps me is to know when I feel internally pissed off about something, then I know that I've got a fixed point of view. I don't even need to figure out what it is. I just know that it's there. So we had a CEO come up to us at the end of the, of the session after a lot of people had gone out to have their drinks. And he said, Steve, you know, you don't have to feel angry to know that you've got a, a, a fixed point of view. And I said, yes, you are correct. You've just got to feel pissed off. He said, no, 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 no. You don't have to feel angry. And I said, well, you know, pissed off doesn't necessarily mean angry. He says, well, yes, it does. And he couldn't even see that he had a fixed point of view about what he'd already decided that I'd said. What was interesting, though, is that everyone else around him could see it. So the, 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 the moral of that story is how do we know, you know, what are some of the things we can know when we've got a fixed point of view about what's good for investing, what's bad for investing, um, versus an awareness of what's possible for investing in the future? Well, it's, it's like, you know, it's like my point of view is personally, it's like what I notice is if I have this point of view that it's going to make money, like I invested in something, you know, like in this company in Australia and, you know, it was penny stocks, which I love because I've made massive amounts of money on those. And I really like those better than other stuff because they're high risk, but I'm willing to do high risk for a larger percentage of my, you know, net worth, quote unquote than most people are. They figure the majority of people should never invest more than 5% of their net worth in a risk stock. But I do 5% in a long-term stock. Uh, that's really quite different. And for me, I look at it with, okay, so it's like I can do 20% in risk because I, I need the short-term increase in order to leave my kids any kind of money because they're all spendthrifts. So if I died tomorrow, they would not have enough money to enjoy their life for longer than about mm, 30 days. So I would like them to have a little more time than that to figure out how to do things. And, you know, for me, so it's like I look from a slightly different point of view than most people do. Gee, how odd. But one of the things I noticed is that when you have this fixed point of view, you can't see anything else. You know, it's like, and I had this point of view that this was going to make, you know, this was going to be a great money maker because of somebody else's point of view. And then all of a sudden I went, wait a minute, I just fixed my point of view based on somebody else that I had decided had more awareness about creating money than I did. And I changed my point of view. I still have most of the stock because I don't really care. It's only, you know, four or $5,000 anyway. But uh, I'm thinking I'm going to sell it and invest in something else, and I will. And it's just so interesting to see myself investing in things and going, okay, does it really matter? No, because it's not, it's not the source of my life. And I think that's what people make the mistake. They think investing is the source of your life and the source of what you live on in the future. I think, personally, that I would rather do what's fun for me to create more money rather than to live off of my stocks or live off of my, my wealth. Is that, is that a weird Yeah, place? I mean, it, it raises the issue that it's not an either-or universe in any of this. What if you, you know, and like you were saying, what if I could live my life and, and live off my stocks and not live off my stocks and live off, and so that there was no um, 
There was no either or in any of that. You can have it all. So what if I could live my life and live off my stocks and also create other things? And, and so it's all that and, and, and part of um, looking at investing in the future. There's not just one way. Uh, for me, because I involved in uh, doing a lot of trading, share trading and investments, I, I sense that a lot of people collectively have a fixed point of view about uh, investing just to make money, making a lot of money. And I just wonder, what, what would the world be like if we start looking at investing or share trading as using my, our money to create greater possibility for the world? And if we come from that space, would we actually make a lot of money anyway, instead of just focusing on just making money. And after the conversation I had with you, I just started to think like, if I shift, you know, every now and then, when, when I m actually sit there and, and put my energy in working with chair trading, I can feel that I, I, a lot of information come to me. It doesn't belong to me. I, I just buy into other people's collective unconsciousness about making money. I have to really stop it and say, okay, what if I am actually doing here is just using my money to create greater possibility for the world by investing or trading my money right now in all these stock and share. And by being contribution uh, with my money in this stock, I'm going to make money anyway in the medium term or long term and at the same time also short term. What's your point of view about that? Well, my point of view is when you do that, what you're actually doing is creating, you're creating the present, you're creating, you know, for the future, you're creating to create a future. So you're doing going in three different directions all at the same time, and that's the thing that most of us never do. Uh, years ago, I had roommates that would, you know, they'd work for the last two weeks before their rent was due, like crazy to get the money to pay their rent, and then they wouldn't do anything for two weeks. And I kept saying, "Why don't you just work a little slower, but all the time, so that you always have your rent paid for in advance, and you don't have to do this crazy stuff in the meantime?" But they said, "Well, why do that? Why prepare for the future?" I said, "Because when you get to the future, if you don't prepare for the future, you don't have a future." And that was my point of view. But I, I, I was in real estate years ago, and I. I uh, Was showing people who wanted to have investment properties, and I helped these people buy this this house that had been rented by the same people for like 28 years, and they had not raised their rent in 28 years. And you know that's very nice for the people that were renting the house, but the end result, and the, apparently the people who owned the house were happy with that because the value of the house was going up. But when they sold the house. It's like literally the people had to move out of the town, be to a place where it was so much cheaper to get a place to live, because they had not prepared for their future by getting their income to go up. And it's like that's the thing that I, most of us don't look at. Okay, so what's this going to create for the future if I choose this? What's it not going to create for the future if I choose this? Totally different perspective about things. So we have to be willing to be always in the questions uh, about what else is possible, and be willing to see beyond the obvious about what other people, beyond what other people uh, can perceive yeah. and can see. 
I think it's interesting that you said beyond the obvious, but other people have this these points of view that don't have anything to do with what's obvious. They have only it has only to do with what they've decided is so. And it's so interesting to me that people have this point of view that this is the way it is. And I was like, what? And I know one of the things that you know that I think I invested in with you was I believe was that thing about the uh, 3D printer. Yes. Which I you know which I think is like. It makes so much sense. Uh, it's sort of like, it's almost like the stuff you saw in Star Trek in the past, you know, where these things would be created from, quote unquote, nothing, and there they would be. And they could create everything from a 3D printer. And, you know, they're even creating guns now made out of plastic. That, you they're know, actually building the whole house now using uh, printing bricks and, and things to build the whole house with 3D printing. They're also printing food. They use 3D printing to print food for the uh, astronaut in the, in, the, in the shuttle. So it's so amazing what 3D printing can do. But the sti- still the stock price of the 3D printing is still not huge. So it's just uh, perplexing to see that majority of people know about 3D printing, but most people are not actually see the possibility of the future of how this can be huge, that we can actually print everything and make everything from this 3D printing that you might have in your house sooner or later. Well, I mean, it's so interesting to me that people don't actually look and go, okay, so what's the future going to be? And that is a very different point of view that you have, that I have, that a whole lot of people don't have because they're not really willing to look at, okay, so if I, you know, it's like, what's the future going to be like? What is the future? What's my future? What's going to create a future? And it's so interesting to me how, how few people ever look to see what the future can be. And rather than looking for what the future can be, they try to avoid what the future is. Mm-hmm. That's it's all. It's almost like um, when people, you know, the topic of this conversation is investing for the future. Um, it's almost like people say when when they're investing, they they fall into a fixed point of view about what they think they want the future to be like. So you take three D printing for example. One of the main reasons that the price of three D printing stocks has gone down a little bit is that everyone's into it at the moment. Everyone. Uh, a whole lot of organizations are now creating different styles of 3D printers. So the investors, rather than seeing that's creating a greater future, are saying, hang on a second, I no longer, in the stock that I had, have a monopoly. I'd better sell it. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so it's like, it's, but that's the scarcity program that we live by here on planet Earth, which is really bizarre to me personally. You know, it's like, what if we didn't look from scarcity? What if we looked at from possibility, as you guys have been saying? What if we looked from that? What is actually possible we haven't even considered yet? And if we started to function from what was possible that we haven't considered, what could be created might be extraordinary, might be phenomenal. And I see it as that, personally. And that's what we are looking to uh to inspire people to see in September with the four days uh, workshop about becoming the benevolent leader and uh, become the catalyst for change. So um, 
that is really exciting that, you know, if people choose to come to that workshop, they'll be able to walk away and look at what it would take to create the future, you know, for the world and to create a sustainable future and sustainable planet. I'm so excited about that. I'm just wondering whether uh, you could talk a little bit more so so people can know about what does it mean to look at what the future can be from the space of benevolent leadership? Well, I mean, the the primary thing from my personal point of view is that we've got to be in a place where there's where there's a sense of what is possible and not a sense of what do I have to do or be. And... You know, it's like if we looked at a benevolent, benevolent way of doing business, for instance, is like including the fact that you can make profit, but who else can make profit? And how can you contribute to other people who require and desire profit as well? It's not socialism, but it's, you know, it's not socialism or communism that everybody is equal or deserves equal. It's like, what if we looked at everything we did as a way of guaranteeing that all of us had greater survival? If we were looking at greater survival and possibility, what, what, you know, what would the world be like? It's like very few people look at how do we create more for everybody. Most people look at it from how do I get more for me? And that more for me point of view is the thing that's killing us and killing the planet and killing everything. Because in, rather than having a sense that there's a greater possibility for everybody. It's always about what's greater, what greater possibility do I have for getting a greater share? Not the same thing as benevolent capitalism. Most people think that it's an either-or uh, situation. You know, like you can't maximize profit and maximize possibilities at the same time. But uh, it is truly possible to have both, right? Yes, it's like my sense is, it's like when you are willing to have both, what you begin to create is more of everything for you and everybody else. I'm always surprised when people have the point of view that, 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 that somehow they're going to lose. And it's like, how do you lose? And it's like, the thing is, it's like people always look at the loss of money. You know, it's like, and I mentioned that I lost money on stocks that I invested in. But I came away from it with this point of view that stocks were a terrible thing to be invested in. So I invested in antiques instead. And I've never, I've lost probably $1,000 in, in antiques, investing hundreds of thousands in them. But it's like I've lost hundreds in stocks by investing in stocks. And I'm going, okay, what's really true here? I'm trying to buy somebody else's point of view. Am I trying to buy mine? And it's like the difficulty is we have all these people who want us to buy their point of view because they want us to buy the stocks they want us to buy because that's going to make them wealthy. Funny that. What you have illustrated to me over many years is that um, the difference between refusing to lose, don't want to lose, and willing to lose because you are willing to lose. And a lot of people I know don't want to lose. So they, they become scarce and they're protected and they go after more stuff. But for you, you are willing to lose. So at the same time, there's an ease in your universe when you invest in something or when you do something. And at the end, you never actually lose oh. 
anything because you're willing to lose it. You're willing at the same time you're gaining more out of it. It's interesting when you talk to people who do stock um, stock market share trading, they will always talk about how much money they've made. They will never, ever, ever, ever talk about the bigger part, which is how much money they've lost as well because yep. they see it's an either or. So, you know, if you want to know someone who's a really good stock trader, they're not going to be the ones telling you how much money they've made. They're going to be the ones telling you about the differences that have occurred over the last six months. Yeah, or six years or, you know, 60 years. Yeah. Because you know, that's really, it's like, and, the, you know, it's like a lot of the great investors, and, you know, that I've, you know, met, it's like literally they said, well, over the long run, I made this amount of money. And it's so interesting because I've had people who invested in real estate. They made about the same kind of returns on their investments as the people invested in stocks made in their investments. It just depends on what you want to create and how you want, you know, how hands-on you want to be. There are a lot of people who don't want to be involved in anything. They don't want to have, and it's like, and they love not, you know, it's like trading in stocks for a lot of people gives them the justification that somebody else lost their money. They didn't, which I think is funny. So when we come back from the break, I would love to ask you to talk more about the tools that people can use to allow them to look at what the future can be. Will do. Good idea. So we'll be back shortly with Access Consciousness and Stephen Chutissa Bowman, who will be, you know, ready to do something terrible like actually talk to you. And uh, welcome to Access Consciousness on Voice America. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Hi, this is Dr. Dane here. Have you felt different your whole life? A dreamer? A seeker? An outsider? Always wrong no matter how hard you try? What if there's a completely different way of functioning in this reality? What if you, truly being you, could change everything and the world? If you'd like to find out, go to beingyouclass.com. Twelve years ago, I was on the verge of suicide, and I came into contact with some amazing tools that changed everything for me. Today, I live a life I couldn't even imagine possible at that time. I have the honor of traveling around the world facilitating thousands of people on how to change their lives with these very tools. I'd like to share some of them with you. Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for my free video series. My gift to you. What if the tools to change everything are available now? In February, you can join me for a three-and-a-half-day intensive class in Hawaii. Are you ready to explore these tools in this energy live? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com. You know if this is for you. You always do. Hi, everybody. This is Gary Douglas. I'd like to invite you to the fun and joy of having a download of these wonderful clearings that we do in these shows. I realized that I've asked people to put them on loop and not very many people know how. So we decided that we'd offer you the chance to have us doing it for you and in our voice to make your life easier. Thanks for being with us and thanks for being part of our life. To sign up for the Pearls of Possibilities Clearings Program for only $5 a month, visit whenisthetime.com. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are tuned in to Access Consciousness. 
To join in on the discussion today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to va at accessconsciousness.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome to Welcome back, everybody. It's Gary, and Dr. Dane is in Hong Kong right now. He's sound asleep, I hope. And I have as my guest today, Stephen Chutissa Bowman. And uh, we're going to be doing a seminar, Steve Chutissa, me, and, and, and I don't know. Is Dane on that? I can't remember. I can't remember anything anymore. Uh, I don't think that is. Dane's in Europe somewhere, I think, for that. Yeah, Dane's in Europe. Okay, cool. So at any rate, we're going to be doing a, a talk on benevolent capitalism, and it's an opportunity for you to have four days of, you know, extreme versions of this if you're actually into being, a, you know, somebody who makes money. Uh, so you might want to consider coming if you do, and if you don't, oh, well, you'll still get some result. And we have lots to talk about, and we have a caller on the line waiting for us. So, Lisa, where are you? Hi there. <laughs> Thanks for taking my call. I um I missed most of the show, so I apologize if this is a repeat question. But um, I just did a trade show that felt really light for me when I um, signed in to be a part of the show. And um, it felt like we were, like, in a black hole while we were there. We were doing clearings, running bars, whatever. Um, but it was just, like, such a heavy um, experience of... Took me out actually Sunday night. I was like, I, I felt like I wasn't even in my body. It was just really weird, and I thought it felt light to do, and yet it felt so heavy when I was actually in the moment. Can you help me with that? Yeah, you you invested in two different things. One, you got that it was light. Well, that means it's going to create create something or change something. That's different than am I going to get something good out of this? Mm. And you are not asking, what did I create that I don't even know I created? Yes. You know? Well, I have since, but yeah. Yeah. But you got to get that it's like when you have that, you know, it's like when you have that place, you know you got to do it. You have no idea what you got to do it. And you go there and you go, Jesus, that was horrible. Okay, was it horrible or was it just not what you thought it was going to be? It was just not what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. You know, it's like I used to do psychic fairs all the time. And I went to New York one time to do a psychic fair. And it it was like, it was so intensely heavy and difficult and all this stuff. And there were these, you know, really nice Reiki people across from us. And they would work for four hours and leave and crash. And I'd work for 12 hours and keep on going. And I felt like I was not accomplishing anything. And the end result was a whole lot of people got a whole lot of change, a whole lot of change occurred, and the world got to be a better place as a result of it. What the hell is that? What the hell am I judging? No? <laughs> so I'm totally being impatient. <laughs> You're being very impatient. I always expect everything yesterday. Yeah. But just know that, yeah, you know, it's like, you know, it's like in a year you may find out what it was because one of the things that came out of that was the guy who came and did access, and it changed his whole life. And I didn't even know he had been at that psychic fair until about eight months afterwards. So you may not get the feedback of exactly what you did, 
But it's like someday you're going to find out what that created or what that changed. And then you go, oh, that's why I did it. That's what I was accomplishing. And that's what I did not acknowledge. So, so Gary, is it true, therefore, that your point of view will either create the future or destroy the future? So if you've got a point of view that it was a waste of time, it was terrible, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, then you'll create that. If you've got the point of view that it's creating possibilities for the future, I wonder what that will look like. Does that also create? Yes, that creates a whole different possibility. It opens the door to actually receiving the gift that you might be. Thank you. I did, you know, like once I cleared all the darkness, it was like, no, I still feel light, you know, like, and I'm, I still choose to create positively or however you want to put it. That's not the right word, but um, you know, you I still get that it's light and it was good. It was great to be there. So you don't have to call it positive because it's not about positive or negative. It's about creation. Creation is neither positive or nor negative. Creation is just creation. And that's a point of view few people in the world get. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for calling, Lisa. Awesome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. So what were we talking about before the break? Yeah. Well, I, actually, I have a few questions here for you, uh, for you, for your awareness. Uh, uh, one, one question is, um, can you talk a little bit about the, the differences between creating the future versus planning for the future? Oh, wow. Yeah, because it's like people plan for the future, but if it doesn't, you know, it's like, as Lisa was saying, she planned on this thing being good, but it's like when she got to the future... Was there a, even anybody there that was, you know, like her or doing what she was doing? Probably not. And the thing is, you got to be willing to recognize, oh, I'm doing something different. What's this actually creating? And planning for the future is you try to determine the steps you have to take. Creating for the future is knowing that the choices you make are creating something. You may not have a clear idea what that is. Hmm. It's interesting when we, we do a lot of work with uh, organizations in creating plans and probably the most difficult thing for them to get their heads around is that um, the creation is the important part. The planning is only a tool to help you create, not the answer for how to create. And so that if we know the future is always based on the choices we make, let's look at the choices that we're making and then change those if they need to, rather than following what would otherwise be a set-in-stone plan. Yeah, well, it's like a whole lot of times this set-in-stone plan is literally just another way of taking a fixed point of view. And it's like when you make plans, oftentimes they don't work. I know you've probably never had that happen for you, but I have, where I had a great idea and I planned for it, but it didn't work out the way I expected it to. And it's like you've got to be willing to recognize, okay, I got choices. I got choices here. What's my choice going to create? So the next, the next question I have is when we were talking about look at what the future can be, can you give uh, people a few different tools that they can uh, choose to use to look at what the future can be? Well, for me, what I do is I go, okay, if I choose this, what will my life be like in five years? Be like, not look like. 
And a whole lot of people try to go to the look like, thinking that if they can find out what the look like is, then they're going to know what the vision is, then they're going to know what to choose. And I don't have that point of view. It's like every choice creates something. What am I creating that I'm not even acknowledging? And this is what's important to me is to see how I can create even more, no matter what. No matter what, I've got to be able to create more. And it's like every choice creates something. So it's like, if I choose this, what will my life be like in five years? If I don't choose this, what will my life be like in five years? And one of them always feels lighter. So then you get to know what choice you make and how that choice might work out or how that choice might look or what that choice might create. And, and what else is possible that you haven't even considered yet? You know, you might be better than you think you are. And we could even use that question, if I choose this, what would my life be like in five years for the, the choice that we have to make in the short term? For example, if we want to choose to invest in, uh, in some, some stock or, or some properties or whatever in the short term, uh, we could even ask, what would my life be like in five years? for us to even make the, the choice for a really short-term investment, correct? Can you expand a bit on that one? Yeah, well, it's like, you know, it's like recently Shane and I were asked to invest in this lake house that was supposedly going to be great profit. And it was going to be a short-term, you know, turnover and stuff. And so it needed a, a lot. It had stucco over styrofoam to give it the illusion of being a, Truscan village or villa and it looked like crapo villa to me but you know it's like and they had you know we go there and we look and they have multiple layers of tiles on the stairway and stuff underneath it is all uh, brick I go okay this you know it's like I can see that this could be a really pretty place and so we invested in it and is it going to make us money? I don't see how, but it's like the good news is I said, okay, if we do this, you know, what will my life be like in five years? If I don't do this, what will my life be like in five years? And literally, I got a definite lightness on doing it rather than not doing it. So we did it, and have I learned stuff? Oh, yeah, I've learned amazing amounts of stuff, and I've become aware of incredible stuff, like, for instance, there are areas in Texas where they don't have inspections of what you, you know, what you build. So unless the builder is honest, they don't do it. And this particular house had been done in such a way that if you had 30 people on the porch, the damn porch would have caved in because it was so badly done. And I was just grateful that we had bought the house because we were willing to change it and make it right where other people probably wouldn't have. So it's just just a thing of recognizing what choices do we have, where can we go, what can we do, and how would we like to create our life? Whole different universe. And so that's, you know, for me, that's what I look at. And I know that this house will be something that I'll still be proud of five years from now because it's something that at least now is safe, it's pretty and it's something people can live in and enjoy, where before it was just something that wasn't in very good shape and looked like a, looked like a 1980s prom dress is what it looked like. <laughs> so, so, so the key thing is about if, you, if we 
if everyone would like to choose to invest for the future or um, invest in the future for for the future, uh, then it it's important to be willing to lose in the short term to yeah. get in the long term. Yeah, and be willing to look at it and go, okay, so am I doing this for short term, long term, or medium term? And go, okay, if I choose this, what will the world be like in 25 years? Because like what you invest in today could be the, the possibility of the future. You know, there were a lot of people who didn't invest in, you know, IBM when it first came out. And, oh, yeah, that made a lot of money. And there were a lot of people who didn't invest in Apple when it first came out. And that made a lot of money. And, you know, it's like there are a lot of people who didn't invest in things because they could not see the future of it. They could not see the future of it rather than going, will this be, what will, if I invest in this, what will the world be like in the next, you know, 50 years, 100 years? And it's like that's a, a perspective that most of us do not have because we figure we won't be around then. Well, you don't know that. I mean, worst case scenario, you'd have to come back and do another lifetime. Never can tell. So if you're, if you're willing to see the future, if you're willing to invest for the future, will your, will your life get larger just you know, because you're doing that or as part of you're doing this? As part of doing that, your life will get bigger because you're not investing for the purpose of retirement or for the purpose of. And that's what I see most people get stuck in is they try to invest for a purpose. And it's like if you don't have the investment for a purpose but you have an investment for a possibility – whole new universe can open up for you. And that's really the gift that all of us have available and few of us are actually choosing. Wouldn't the world be amazing if all of the investors starting to invest from the space of using their money to create something greater or to create some greater possibility instead of just purely to make money? Yes, it's like taking money is not the you know the only criterion. You got to invest money to create the future as well. So we're running out of time. We're going to have to go. But this has been a fun conversation for me. I hope all the rest of you had a good time too. This was great fun. Thank you so much, Steve and Chutessa, for joining me on this call. You guys rock. I adore you. I always have. Always will. And uh, you know, it's like it's very great fun. And thank you, everybody. Welcome to our world where nothing is the way you think it is and all things become possible. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining us here on Access Conscious on Voice America Empowerment Channel. Take care, everybody. Thanks to Steve and Jutissa. Bye-bye. We appreciate you joining us this week for Access Consciousness, the radio show. To find out more about Access Consciousness, please visit our website at accessconsciousness.com. Be sure to come back next Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time for another edition of our show with Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have an excellent week. Welcome to the world.